This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live. I am Dan Suck, the editor of WinnersComing.net. I'm here with Cheryl Wassenaar, the, um, an editor at Culturist.com. We are here to talk about all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, fantasy fiction, TV, movies, whatever, at Take the Black Live. Hello, Sheldon. Hello, Linda. Hello, Cindy. Hello, Diane. Hey, Julie Davis, of course. Dan Turton. Good to see everybody. Um, and today you're coming on a, special day, on a special day because we are doing one of our giveaways. That's right. We do them here. We do them on Take the Black uh, on the Wick Club, where they're anywhere in the world. Today, we are giving away a Game of Thrones tarot deck. Ooh, it's pretty nice. It actually is pretty cool. There's yeah. lots of cool cards um, yes. with all the characters and the different kind of place names on them. And I don't do tarot myself, but if you are interested in the mystic arts or whatever tarot is, we're going to give this away a little later in the show. That's a trivia question, but that'll be for a little later. First, to the news. And everybody joining us. Hey, Lisa, Mary, Terry, and Julie again. And Julie likes them. And I agree. The tarot cards are, are pretty cool. Like, honestly, I, I, I don't know how to do tarot, but the cards themselves are really neat. Yeah. And if you like it, Even good better. for you. Okay. But that's later in the show that we're going to give that away. For now, we're going to hit some Game of Thrones news over the past week. And uh, starting with a simple question for you, Cheryl. Is HBO trying to screw us? Probably. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. Well, why don't you explain it for the nice people watching, Dan? <laughs> okay. Or listening to our podcast. So, which we are, it's available on iTunes and Google Play. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe, yada, yada, yada. Uh, okay. The gist is this. Um, Game of Thrones season eight, around the corner, coming in April, the final season of the show. HBO went to the trouble of shipping in some of the show's veteran actors, like Sean Bean, who is definitely a part of this, who played Ned Stark. Maybe some others. Uh, Call Drogo was hanging around there for a while, which I'm betting, looking back, that's the reason he was in Belfast all those times. They filmed this big, cool reunion special where, like, Sean Bean and the current cast all sit around with Conan O'Brien and talk about, you know, just look back on the show, the, these historic eight seasons that changed TV in a big way and changed all these people's careers. And it sounded like a really cool thing. I was, like, already looking forward to watching it when I heard about it and like foreseen how I'm going to mist up as they inevitably break down because they've just finished filming when they uh, shot this. And now HBO has announced that this very cool Conan O'Brien hosted Game of Thrones reunion special 
will be available exclusively um, on the Game of Thrones Seasons 1 to 8 complete box set. So, Cheryl, um, is this extortion? No, it's not. Is, what is the bad word for what this is? Are they holding this hostage? Yeah, there that'll work. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, yes, kind of. It, it's a jerk move. Like, it I'm not going to lie. It's a jerk move. Um, I mean, I think HBO is going to run into a problem, which is that some soul will purchase this complete box set and immediately put the reunion special on the internet. Oh, like I mean, I kind of think that is deserved. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, yeah. you, you, you don't have enough money, HBO. No. We know you have enough money. There's no way you need to pull this to get people to watch. And they know that so many people would die to see. I would love to see that. I mean, they're fresh off in the final episode. They're all talking. I'm sure there'll be, like, you know, heart-rending moments. I would love to see that. And they're going to hold it hostage in this, yep. what I'm sure will be a elaborately expensive box set? No. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. I mean, you do. But I will not like it. I'm speaking out against it. Dan Stokin disapproves. I mean, I also disapprove, but I'm not the editor of winterscoming.net. <laughs> yes, Julie says it's called screwing us over. And yeah. I sort of agree. Come on, man. And you're right. They will totally get, get it online. Somebody will. And then, then we'll see who's a boss HBO. They'll be online. You won't be able to stop us. We are legion. So I just want to vent it about that. Yeah. Do you have any other opinions on it? I mean... You basically said everything I wanted to say, but I will add in an extra eye roll of just, of course. Like, of course, HBO. That's, wow. I mean, I'd expect this from AMC, but from you, HBO, <laughs> come on. Getting a little heated here between all the networks. <laughs> a little. HBO is like the premium quality network. Yeah. Okay. But, um, and, we can, and, and we know that because, let me see, any, question, any uh, comments on that? Uh, Lisa, of course, someone will, and I'm a fan of someone already. I agree, Lisa. Good on that someone. And yes. If we had more beer, we'd pour one out. Mary points out, they've all watched the episode over and over. Like, we, we all know the episode, so why not show the reunion on HBO? I agree. Maybe they'll come to their senses. We'll see. Eh, we got a while, so we do have a, We do have a few months. Okay. And we know that they can afford to do stuff like this because they are currently rolling out the marketing for season eight mm-hmm. in rather elaborate ways. This is a... Kind of, we don't really have to talk about this much, but it's going to be the pictures of them uh, plastering ads all over Grand Central Station. Yeah. There are some pretty cool ones. Dope. Like they got Tyrion there on the pillars in the most uh, populous, busy train station in New York City. They, I love that one. They got the For the Throne hashtag on the turnstiles. You cannot go anywhere in the station without being reminded that season eight is definitely coming. That is some commitment. And the Metro cards. Like they just have the public transportation cards with Game of Thrones on them. Okay. I would hope for the Cersei one. Yeah, I would I would actually love to have the Jon Snow one just because that's my face anytime I try and run a, a metro card for, through the New York City subway. <laughs> it's so hard. They're so weak. Are they really? Yeah. Also, hold that for a second. Do you realize that three out of the four people in those cards are naked? Yep. Is, is that a coincidence? Are they trying to tell us something? I mean, it is New York City. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you can get weird in New York. <laughs> okay, if you say so. But no, so that's fun, and that's happening. Yes. I'm sure we'll have a lot more marketing blitz before, between now and uh, April, maybe a trailer by the end of the year. And again, Fingers proof crossed. that they do not need extra money from their Seasons 1 to 8 box set. I'm, I was going to buy it anyway, HBO. I'm kind of hung up on this. You it are seems a little like. bit. Okay, I'm going to try to move on. Okay. Let's talk for a minute about 
George R.R. Martin. And I hear some people, uh, and yes, Alba says, thank you, Torrent, my friend. God bless um, I don't know what Torrent is, and I will speak no further on it. Oh, boy, Dan. My sweet summer child. Exactly. <laughs> Just be quiet. Okay, let's talk briefly, a different topic. George R.R. Yes. R. Martin has been still giving kind of tail-end interviews because Fire and Blood is out and being circulated. If you, do, do you plan to pick that up at all? Eventually, yeah. I mean, I had to read. I, 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 I had to read. Um, I read The Sons of the Dragon in the Book of Swords because right. I, that is what I'm reading for book club this month. Um, so, yay. Was it good? I mean, it's fine. It's like <laughs> I was reading it. And I was like, yeah, this is interesting, but, you know. Everyone else wrote stories. You just wrote a history chapter, <laughs> buddy. Like he does have his way. What is, what is effort? Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably will read it eventually. Like It'd I be just a good over the Christmas break read or something. Yeah, I just have to like read it when I'm not somehow cranky at George R. R. Martin. <laughs> sure, to find like the day of the year that's true. When yeah, there's like it. one day of the year, and that day is past this year. Although actually, when he was talking to um. I don't know, somebody or other. He pitched a really cool spin-off idea yeah. that I think is really neat. I want to read it for you now. Okay. Okay, so George R. R. Martin, Starfire Fire author, apparently pitched this or wants to to HBO. A show called Spear Carriers. Dumb name, but the idea is fun. Yeah, it's a dumb name. Which would actually be set during the events of Game of Thrones, but it wouldn't be following Danny, Tyrion, and Jamie. They would all be there in the background, like Hamlet, and it would be more like, here's a story about a guy in the city watch. Here's a story about a prostitute one of Littlefinger's brothels. Here's a story about a mummer who's in town to do juggling and tricks. They all get caught up in the events. And the kind of show would be a lot of fun to do. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to convince them to do it. I actually kind of love the idea. A Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead take on A Song of Ice and Fire. But not funny. <laughs> um, it could be funny. I mean, I feel like you're in at the crossroads idea. Is this but better? Because it's actually trying it to is. be funny. This seems more like... A, a way to even more shamelessly profit off of the popularity of Game of Thrones because you know that fans would like obsess over every single frame. Like, is that Danny's head? Is that her hair? Is that her <laughs> hand? Right, yeah, they like, the, the concept is sound. The execution that he is proposing and the name are questionable. That name is not great. Spear but I mean, again, it's just like a, he just tossed it off for kicks. Let's. I don't think we need to. Get down at him too hard for this. That's not. This is not the one day of the year where I am not angry at George R. R. Martin. So okay, I'm gonna I be gotcha. grumpy about it. I think it's cute. Although sure, if I, yeah. I I do, I guess in my heart of hearts, I want something that just goes away from the Game of Thrones story. Yes. But the idea is cool. Yeah. It's, it's a neat thought experiment. I don't hate it. It's just questionable. Great. And uh, let's see if we get any comments here. More talk about that torrent stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's got a certain appeal. And. One more time. If you do that HBO, just know there will be consequences. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, th that's not a threat. I'm not threatening you. I, this is on tape now. This is live. Oh, crap. Oh, well. Um, before, we, before we give away the Game of Thrones tarot card set, let's go uh, beyond the wall for a second. Okay. And talk about something unrelated to Game of Thrones, because we here at Wick Take the Black Live have many interests. We do. Okay. Uh, television. Everyone watches it. Everyone likes it. And it's changing. Um, the news is that Netflix, the major streaming service, has now canceled a program called Daredevil about a Marvel superhero 
who is blind and a lawyer and played by... Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. And it's interesting because this is actually the latest in a stream of Marvel superhero shows Netflix has canceled, starting with Iron Fist, starring Finn Jones, moving on to Luke Cage, starring the person whose name I forget, and now Daredevil. Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. You're good. I am. And it's surprising because, I mean, Marvel superheroes are the biggest thing at the movies right now. Like, they have been for a few years, and it's only going to get bigger. You look very upset. I am very upset, Dan. Daredevil was my favorite Marvel Netflix show, so I'm a little sad about it. I mean, it, and you weren't alone. It, yeah. it was the most popular Marvel Netflix show. Yes. According to one report, it was, like, oh, the, the, and the week before it was canceled, I think it was the fourth most talked about show yeah. online. Like, uh, behind stuff like, uh, I don't know, some stuff that I didn't write down. Yeah. But SMB was popular. Yeah. And so the question is, why do they keep canceling these things? Well, I think at this point, I believe I saw a report from a fairly uh, <laughs> moderately, I guess, credible uh, source saying that Netflix <laughs> didn't cancel Daredevil, Marvel canceled Daredevil, um, which I could kind of well, see. Why buy it? With the, with the uh, Disney Plus thing that's happening over there. Yeah, Disney's um, making its own streaming service. And by yes. the way, hello, Rodrigo. Thank you for yes. in. Um, and I think that that probably had something to do with it. I'm just still upset because Charlie Cox made a really good Daredevil. I've also met him. Like he, oh, have you? He did, he did a signing at C2E2 this year. He was really nice and sweet. So, like, um, I'm biased. Like, I liked Daredevil before, but now I'm just super biased. Um. But, like, it, it seems weird, I guess. Like, I hope they revive Daredevil on Disney Plus in some way, shape, or form. And I think they could, probably, with the sure. cast and all of that. I um, mean, they could do whatever they wanted to at the end I of the know. day to Disney. Um, but it just kind of seems, especially because the third season of Daredevil was really good. It, it was solid. I watched it. It's kind of painful to have it canceled. Because, I mean, Iron Fist, like... Nobody liked Iron Fist. Danny Rand is a weenie. <laughs> like, I will fit that in as much as I can. Sure. But, like... Joe's been out there for 10 years. You're still bringing it up. Yep. <laughs> but Daredevil seemed to have a bigger kind of foothold in pop culture, as fractured as it is. It did. Days. I mean, it was the first Marvel Netflix show. And the third to go and the most popular. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. And I don't think it could be anything else but a huge conspiracy among Disney and Marvel to squelch anything popular on Netflix. They have it for themselves, is my opinion on what probably happened. You're just going off on everything today, Dan. <laughs> I, I think the writing's on the wall, Cheryl. It, 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 makes, it kind it, of is, yeah. It, it makes sense to me. Like, it, You're just... it, there's not a coincidence these are all happening, that all these characters who are owned by Disney are losing their Netflix shows at a time when Disney is prepping its own streaming service. I, I don't think they want to share. Disney Plus, bring back Daredevil, you cowards. Or just um, fail and give back to Netflix because you're hurting people. I mean, like, I'd sure. like the first over the second just because I really want to see the <laughs> Diego Luna series, but we'll take it. Samantha, Samantha thinks they'll bring it back. He has too many fans to go away forever, and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he survived Ben Affleck. Like, oh, the character, sure. Yeah, Daredevil. Exactly. The character. Right. Yes. You have any other comments on Daredevil or anything else, Cheryl? I'm sad, Dan. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sad. I really enjoyed Daredevil as a show. I really like Matt Murdock, his character. Um, I really like the side characters and just the story and its tone and all of that. So I'm 
just upset, man. Had some of the greatest fight choreography, like, on television. Like, Game of Thrones is really good at epic fight choreography, but Daredevil is, has... I didn't know this was turning into an ASMR video, but okay. Um, <laughs> um, but for my money, Daredevil was probably one of the best small-scale fight choreography shows ever. Like, those hallway scenes were <laughs> okay. like... Okay, season three. Sure. There are some beautiful, beautiful fight, chore- for, fight chore- choreography scenes. A bit in the prison. The bit in the prison, mm-hmm. the bit when Bullseye shows up in the Daredevil suit. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, like, it's good. It. So good. And now they're not going to do it anymore. Unless Disney Plus has mercy on our souls. They aren't. We are all sad. But we are happy about giving away yes. a Game of Thrones tarot deck. All right. We're going to give this away. I, I'm sorry, Cheryl, for your loss. Thank you. But it's time to give away a tarot deck. Game of Thrones tarot deck. Beautiful cards, but everything. The way we do this here is I'm going to ask a Game of Thrones trivia question. I wrote it this time, guys. And it was Cheryl's idea this time. Yes. She is the presenter of this trivia question. And uh, we're going to flash my email on the screen, dan.selke at winnerscoming.net. You guys are going to email your answers as fast as you can, and the first person to get the correct answer wins. I'll write you back, ask them for an address, and then you write me back saying you confirm, and we'll send it out to you. Only this trivia question is a little bit different. It's a little bit unique. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, okay, the trivia question to win the Game of Thrones tarot deck is name all, name as many of Daenerys Targaryen's titles as you can. Yes. As fast as you can. Yes. And send me the email. Fastest is bestest. We, if you have, we will check if you have right and wrong titles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yes, fastest is bestest, and I will repeat the question because I wrote the question. I'm very proud of myself. Um, so the question is, name as many of Daenerys Targaryen's titles as fast as you can and as accurately as you can. Bam. Order not required. You know, no. if, you, if you're out Forget of order, order, that's fine. Yeah. But if you get a wrong one, we're going to move on to the person who got a right one. Yes. So if somebody sends in three correct titles really, really quickly, that's great. But if the next person sends in four correct titles, that person will be the one to beat. Yes. All right. We'll see if this works. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Good luck, uh, everyone. So have fun with that. And uh, Cheryl, thanks for being here of with course. us. Of course. I'm gonna so bring on, I got to write the question. Uh, yeah, I have to write that too. It's pretty yeah. fun. We're <laughs> going to bring on Josh Hill for A Song of Ice and Fire after a quick break. See you soon. <laughs> oh, Ned Stark, will you ever learn? No, sorry, I didn't see you there. I'm Dan Selke, the editor at winneriscoming.net, your one-stop shop for all things Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, and genre fiction in general. We here at WIC love bringing you news, reviews, and editorial content, and we're going to keep doing all that stuff. However, for the especially hardcore among you, we're going to start offering even more. Welcome to the WIC Club. The WIC Club is a Patreon-funded effort to provide fantasy and sci-fi fans with even more WIC content. You can join at several levels. For $1 a month, you can enter into monthly swag giveaways and get to read extra columns. At $4, you'll get to watch extra episodes of Take the Black Live, our weekly chat show, with topics chosen by you. Please be gentle. And at the Valyrian Steel level, that's 
$10 a month, you get Wick Club t-shirts and access to a new segment we're calling Drinking and Knowing Things, a monthly live stream where I drink wine and talk with all of you in a free-flowing conversation about Game of Thrones, fantasy, sci-fi, and whatever else comes up after I've had a few. Just to be clear, we're not going to stop doing anything in WIC we already do, and we're hoping to add more stuff anyway. The WIC Club is a way to produce even more content, and hopefully to get to know some of you better. You can find links to more information below. We hope to see you in the WIC Clubhouse. Valor Morgulis, bottoms up, and thanks for watching. Welcome back, everybody. I now have Fansided.com's very own Josh Hill with us. Hello, everybody. <laughs> for A Song of Dan and Josh, the show where yeah. we go through every chapter of a, a Song of Ice and Fire and take it apart. What makes it tick? What makes it good? What makes it bad? And we are now on the very last chapter of A Game of Thrones, yes. the first book in the series. Josh, Josh. What a what a long, strange journey it's been. It was. It was a long... I need to sign some yearbooks. Yeah, that's what you should do. You should sign books and send them out. Like, you didn't write them, but I've seen people do that before. Um, have? Gross. Well, I've not personally received any of these gifts, but... Um, yeah, it uh, seems like we just started it just yesterday, but... Yeah, we we're, we're pretty fast. Before we start, though, um, you just finished doing the Phantom 250, we by the way. We did, yes. The Game of Thrones was on the list. Number 11, I think. Three years running, yeah. Which Every year, I think it's moved down, which is... Well, wait for the next year, when yeah. the <laughs> final season, it will have no choice but to be way up top there. Yeah. Phantom 50 is a yearly ranking of the 250 top fandoms on the planet. Mm -hmm. And the Game of Thrones fandom... You guys being very delightful and wonderful. Always scores high. I think oh, it was yeah. 11 this year just because there's they're nothing new this year. Well, that's a testament to the fandom, too. It really is. Is yeah. that there hasn't been any episodes on for, what, well over a year, yeah. right? They still talk, though. They still tune in. And People the fandom still is still up there with... Speculating and everything. Higher than Star Wars. Higher than Harry Potter. It's up there with, like, some of the NFL teams. Was Star Wars getting notched down because everybody was ragging on The Last Jedi so much? Uh, it got notched down because of the reason people were oh. <laughs> hating on The Last Jedi. So, Which doesn't exist Gravity in Game space. of Thrones, it seems. So it seems oh, like it's a loving there are, fandom. There are folk who don't like the story, but um, there are also folk who love it. Yeah. it it's, it's like an, any other fandom. It's got your... Uh, you know, true Dark believers in your... And, yeah, of course. Any yeah. fan has that. But it's what it's a wonderful fan overall, obviously. To be guys. the 11th in the world is yeah. impressive. Anyway, uh, On an off year, too. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Renee says hi. Hi. And let's start. Let's do it. So Daenerys... The end is near. 10. Exactly yeah. 10. Final chapter of Game of Thrones. Okay, so give me your gut impression of it. Your gut reaction. I mean, this was like the big finale episode with the... Your iconic Danny and Fire moment. So, yeah, it really was. was. It was pretty iconic. Looking. Which I was actually looking forward to reading because it was, you know what it looks like visually, and it was right. a huge moment for the show and all this, but well, how do you, it's, it's the reverse effect where it's like you read something like Harry Potter, and you're like, well, how do you make this into a movie? Hmm. It's the reverse. So I've seen it in the TV <laughs> show. I'm like, well, how is he going to write this into a <laughs> make chapter and make, make it as interesting? I'll tell you how, using really elaborate language. Yeah. I wrote down some stuff. So Big time. The, 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 this is the chapter where Danny's dragons are born. Mm -hmm. The end of Game of Thrones, the big climax. I, I loved it. And Danny is born in a, oh, in, in a lot of ways. Kabam, as so the mother of dragons. But yeah, he uses, I, I really like the, the language he uses for the fire. Because that mm -hmm. moment from the show that's iconic is 
her looking at her husband's body burning. Yep. And Jorah's like, don't do it. And she walks into the fire anyway, which is crazy because mm-hmm. why would you do that? That's not <laughs> a good idea. But no. described from her perspective, it, it, has, it makes a weird kind of sense. Like George Martin puts it like this. Huge orange gouts of flame unfurled their banners in that hellish wind. The logs hissing and crackling, glowing cinders rising on the smoke to float away in the dark like so many newborn fireflies. She was the blood of the dragon, and the fire was in her. I ain't done. She saw crimson fire lions and great yellow serpents and unicorns made of pale blue flame. She saw fish and foxes and monsters, wolves and bright birds and flowering trees, each more beautiful than the last. She saw a horse, a great gray stallion, lined in smoke, it's flowing mane, a nimbus of blue flame. Nimbus of a blue nimbus flame. of blue flame. So he is like has a serious word crush on this fire. Oh, he was saving this all for the last chapter too. <laughs> he was sitting on this for so long, and he just wrote the hell out of it. I this mean, it's, it's almost like it, it's it's like he's described. It 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 feels like she's a pyromaniac. Yeah, like she's looking at this fire and saying like that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. But she's seeing her destiny is what she, she's seeing. Yes, so that's why it works. It's like. She's so excited by the, her future, what is ahead of her, her potential. And we've seen her grow, or read her grow, I guess you could say, sure. from when we first met her to time. like, because I, I keep forgetting that the ages are different from the book to the show. Right. So she's even younger in the show, or in the book the than books, she is yeah. in the show, like which makes it more impressive. 14. Yeah, so the, here's this 13, 14-year-old girl who's gone through all of this crap that we've seen. And now she is realizing her, she's coming of age in a way through fire. Literally, fire is forge, fire, forging yeah. her future. And that, that's the way that he described it. It's a little flowery and it's a little, he chuckle at it a little bit. But he's like really describing it. It's intuitive. I, I mean, like yeah, it. it's, it's potent. It's supposed to be potent. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of mythic. And, and this whole chapter, what I liked about it is the whole thing felt eerie in a way that just you, you don't normally see very mystical yeah mystical mm-hmm. because the the what what i liked about it was that the whole time like daenerys clearly has a plan like it starts yep. with her gathering brush fire for this pyre she's making and you know she's she, she's she's talking about how um, she's wondering like how many people did aegon have when he conquered seven kingdoms mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't matter i'll figure it out yeah like last chapter she was trying desperately to save called Drogo and suffocated him. Mm-hmm. And he, she has a certainty here, like a kind of eerie, weird calm. Yeah. That, and it's a little creepy. And she doesn't really, she doesn't let us in on what she's doing. Like, it, it's, she's building a pyre and burning her husband and walking on it. Mm-hmm. But she never, like, says, my plan is to walk into the fire and then survive it, impossibly, and then be reborn and have a bunch of dragons to help me. Which is why it's so brilliant that it's told from her perspective because she knows. Like, there's no need for explanation. She knows in her head what she's going to do. So there's no, you don't need, oh, yes, I'm going to walk through here, blah, blah, blah. This is my plan. It's, you know, at the end of all the Bond movies, the Mm -hmm. Bond villain gives (laughs) away the plan. There's no need for that. And the fact that it's coming from her perspective, which has been established throughout this book as we're going to get inside of their heads and figure out what they're thinking, to not know what she's thinking, yet know exactly what she's doing is great. Like, you know what she's feeling, mm-hmm. and you can feel her certainty, but you don't, you don't know her plan. Just she's, she's, she's being drawn by something. Like, I wrote it down, her internal thoughts. Like, Danny called the Dothraki around her. Fewer than 100 were left. How many had Aegon started with? She wondered. It did not matter. Like, she just, <laughs> yeah. she, she just knows, she's, she knows what she's doing is right, yeah. even though it's, like, objectively insane. 
And Jorah is like the voice of reason here. He's like, yeah. hey, don't do this, you stupid young idiot. Mm -hmm. He basically asks her to run away with her. Yeah. Like, let's go to Karth and Yeeti and Ashai and I'll Which drink weird, all this cool wine. And, well, I mean, is weirder? it weirder because she's 13 or 14 or whatever? Not well, as weird in the show. but Right. I mean, he could still want to save her life. He hasn't shown sexual interest in her up to That's this true, point. That's true. But really. like knowing their relationship, I yeah, entered yeah, into that it, it, it's with that kind of it. knowledge. But. but yeah, so he's he's kind of... It, it, it's, it's interesting to think about how to adapt this for the show because mm -hmm. it's so much is about the tone. And I guess, I mean, the Eclectus kind of, kind of carried on her face mm -hmm. because we're not in her head in the show. So we just have yeah. to... She has to project utter confidence, whereas here he can write it out. Mm -hmm. um, what else happens in this one? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, um, this is also kind of the emergence of spooky, calm, kind of a brutal Danny. Yeah. Like, she, she has a moment in the show, you know, where Amelia Clark like, stares in the middle distance and her voice goes really flat. Mm -hmm. And she just, like, orders her dragons to fry people alive. Yeah. Like, there's a bit in here where she ties Miri Ma's door, the witch mm -hmm. woman, to the pyre. And the witch woman is like, hey, idiot, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Untie me, and, I'll, and I will help you. And she just says, um, I am tired of the mage's brain. And then one of her dudes whips her. <laughs> he stops. And I, just, I, I saw Amelia Clark there. I saw the exact yep. facial pattern she makes, like the dead eyes, like the staring away. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of worked. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the evolution of Danny, her checking out of her humanity almost. Just yeah, like, this bit. needs to be done, so we need to do it. Exactly. Forged from fire. It, um, well, uh, speaking of, like, you're someone who watched the show first and yeah. then came to this. Like, are you picturing I mean, Clock the entire time here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's hard not to. I mean. Sure. So, but yeah, I, I was definitely picturing her. And that's why it keeps throwing me off with the age, because I'm picturing at, right. as the show, so not as a 13-year-old. And then finally, at the end of the chapter, um, how is this as an ending to the book? You know what? I didn't write it down, but I'm going to read the end really fast. There we go. It's 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 a good. I do mind. love the fireside chats with Dan. It's great. <laughs> As Daenerys Targaryen rose to her feet, her black her black hissed her black dragon, pale smoke venting from its mouth and nostrils. The other two pulled away from her breasts and added their voices to the call. Translucent wings unfolding and stirring the air, and for the first time in hundreds of years, the night came alive with the music of dragons. And that's the final line. How is this as a final scene for a book? It's, I mean, we've been talking about the window dressing for the past couple of chapters here, but this does feel like a branch extending to the next book, and it captures your interest. You're like, what the hell yeah, does, does that mean? Like, you go off, it's a really strong chapter to end on because yeah. it is very mystical. It's very uh, visceral as far as, like, you're imagining this, both the fire and the action that's going on and the creation of this character. She's literally like a phoenix rising from the ashes. She's walking into the flames and forging her future. So it's the, it's interesting in that we started the book thinking that Ned was going to be the main character. Sure. This is going to be a conventional fantasy story and blah, blah, blah. And then it takes just a left turn after left turn after left turn. And it's perfect that it ends on this creation of a new main character. We have Danny. <laughs> yeah, like this is that. Danny's story now mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. We still have John and we have all these other characters who we know will no longer be with us very soon. Sure. Which even more highlights the fact that we are, this is Danny's story. This is where it becomes a game of Danny. It is, this is her <laughs> story. So I really like that this was the, that you ended on it. The, the unconventional nature of the book and ending on an unconventional chapter like this is fitting. It is kind of cool. And it also kind of bookends the story too because. Remember, like, for the great majority of this book, everything in between 
it's you know it's it's uh, Ned trying to navigate politics and mm -hmm. failing. It's um, you know Sansa and Arya both as kind real of, world as you yeah, can get. Very yeah, very real world. Yeah. The first chapter is about ice zombies. The last <laughs> chapter has dragons. Everything in between is just like things that could conceivably happen. Yeah. And these are both fantastical things. So it's good structurally. And again, it's 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 a it's it's a good example of a cliffhanger that does mm -hmm. what a cliffhanger should do, like yeah. get you interested mm -hmm. in what's happening. It's not like, you know, there's a car coming right at you. Cut away, turn next week. Mm -hmm. It's this big new move has happened. There's a game changing element. Dragons are involved in the story now. It will go somewhere new now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's a very, very strong way to end a book and very well written. And it translates to the show too, because this was the last uh, yeah, episode of season one, right? I think the only time they've done that. Yeah, so and it, it was such a great cliffhanger for the end of the season, which mm -hmm. is the same thing with the book where we get to fly right into the next one, but he writes it, publishes it. You got to wait for him to write the next book and come out with it. Same with the show. So that it works so well as a, the end of this book and it works so well as the end of the first season, I think, is really all you need to know. Yeah, and the first season is the one that adapts it most closely. And now we're going to get more fun because it's going it's to kind of go further and further afield <laughs> until we're basically somewhere completely new. <laughs> um, really quick, really quick um, difference. This thing's adapted pretty faithfully. Like, they didn't change a whole lot. Mm -hmm. They did cut... Danny's burning, holler hair burning off. Oh, yeah. They kept that, or they did not keep that. And they cut her furious lactation while she's standing there naked while the dragons drink from her breast. For Good obvious idea. reasons. That, yeah, that would look. I don't think that could get past the sensors at HBO. I know it's what premium cable. I know it's premium cable, but they have a limit. Could you imagine how much more people would have gone after them for the gratuitous sex and violence if they had included I mean, it's that? Not, gratuitous is just weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But, I don't know. At that point, it could be pretty gratuitous. It's just gross. Just gr and just, it's gross. I, I think he's going for, like, Nobody symbolism, like, mother, but it's, yeah. just, it's just, no. There's no. no way that would not no. look silly. Hard pass on that. The hair, probably a good call to not burn that off, too. Well, that's very much a vanity aesthetic. That's, you know. that's hey, you're, save it, on wigs. It, it's television, so, yes. yeah. That's why. Anyway, that is a, that's a Game of Thrones. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We, of course, will be reading A Clash of Kings in yep. the new year. But I think next week we're going to do a, a Game of Thrones retrospective. Mm -hmm. Look over the whole book. What are our favorite chapters, favorite characters, <laughs> favorite stories? Any parts that dragged? What parts stood out? Um, and how does it all fit into the magic that is A Song of Ice and Fire? should do a clip show. <laughs> clip show? <laughs> sure. Get on that, Richard. You don't want a weekend. <laughs> Um, so thanks a lot for watching, and we'll be back next week at 4 p.m. Central to talk more Game of Thrones, Song of Fire, more Song of Ben and Josh, and looking forward to seeing you then. Adios. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.